Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Put some uh, real-time Reardon family uh, texting drama on Valentine's Day, Sue. My, my wife texts and says, yeah. hey, how about we plan ahead so much, especially for a, a night like this. Uh-huh. Um, she says, I feel like Chinese tonight. And input on Chinese shit. I didn't answer right away. So then that I got That sounds to, good. I might come. I thought so too. And then I, I didn't answer right away. I noticed that. So she said, input on Chinese, which means answer my question, yep, right? Yep. And I said, sure. Like what? We noticed there was a place over in Valley Park where the shack and the tavern is that's a, a Asian place. So she says, I was just going to go to Panda Express by her school and Ooh. grab her a cupcake for Valentine's Day. Is that okay? And then she said, never mind. It's closed today. And I said, wait, what? And I think she was actually referring, maybe she was. Why would Panda Express be closed today? Because it's Valentine's right, Day. It's Tuesday. That doesn't I make don't any get sense. it. Hopefully, you if, know for what, those though? people in Fenton trying to go to Valentine's don't don't take my word for it or my wife. It's got, I'm confused by but that. But Rebecca, you know what? That happened to me one time when I went there and it was a day that I thought they should have been open and they weren't. So uh, who knows? I'm very confused. It's a Valentine's Day confusion. It's she's, a mystery. I think she's live texting me right now. Uh, you know what? I'm wasting the time of our Attorney General, Andrew Bailey, who's probably just absolutely <laughs> captivated yes. by the conversation as we start this hour on 97.1 FM Talk. But I do want to welcome him in. He was nice enough to drop by the building. I think it was just last week, Andrew. Good to talk with you again. How are you this afternoon? Hey, Mark. Appreciate you having me on. Well, look, this is when this whistleblower report from Wash U came across, um, you know, my eyes last Thursday morning, I think it was. I was I was stunned. And then I read the affidavit. And let me ask you a question about the affidavit that I saw from yesterday. Was that an affidavit from this whistleblower that your office actually sat down and took with her? Yeah, that's an affidavit that was given to us by the whistleblower. And so those those allegations or evidence that she's provided as part of this process and has really the first piece of what is it's going to be an ongoing investigation. But it doesn't stop with the whistleblower. You know, we've got to get to the bottom of this and root it out. And we've got to figure out what was going on, because if even 10 percent of the allegations in the whistleblower affidavit are true, we have a significant problem on our hands. And it's about standing up and protecting children. I mean, what we see is that this isn't medicine. This is child abuse pursuant to what is in the affidavit. And so this should scare people. It should. And it is child abuse. And one of the things I said with Brian Kilmeade, I was talking to him in the last hour, is in Andrew, um, I don't know, you can't really do this logistically, but if you did strip, you know, try to strip the politics out of this, and if you just looked at the cases that she offers, the examples of young kids under the age of 17, 16, who came in with mental, severe mental health issues and then were hopped up automatically on hormones, that in and of itself would warrant a pretty serious investigation here. But then you have everything else that's put on top of that, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Two, two points to make here. Number one, you know, the, the allegation is that these puberty blocking drugs and cross sex hormones were administered at will without any kind of real clinical assessment and inadequate parental consent. I mean, the allegation is that the clinic lied to parents. That that is devastating because we know for, scientifically that these types of medications can do irreversible and permanent harm to these kids. That's why we've seen in 2020 Finland, the country of Finland, moved away from these kinds of 
of treatments in favor of psychotherapy. Let's talk to the kids instead of mutilating them. In last year in 2022, England did the same thing. They moved away from this kind of uh, mutilation treatment in, in favor of psychotherapy. Even France and Sweden have thrown the caution flag and say, hey, we need to be talking to these kids, not doing irreversible harm to their bodies and getting them addicted to medical treatment that they may never never recover from. So Jamie Reed came to your office several weeks ago, right, to, to report on this? Yes, she has reported to our office the allegations that are contained in the affidavit. And I would point out, like, look, the, the whistleblower and I probably don't see the world the same way. I mean, this is a, a whistleblower that supports transgender rights. But but here's where we agree. She's concerned about the safety of the children that are supposed to be receiving medical attention. That And, and the allegation is instead of medicine, child abuse is occurring. And so that, we have a responsibility to stand up and conduct a full and thorough investigation to get to the bottom of it. And that's why we've marshaled resources from across state government to, to, to embark upon this investigation to make sure we have all the tools in place to remedy the situation and protect the kids. So what is the next step? Is there an obvious next step? And what are you doing right now? Well, first and foremost, we've asked the clinic to institute a moratorium. I mean, five days ago, the university told us that they were also alarmed by the allegations, that their highest priority was patient health, and that they want to hold their professionals to the highest ethical standards. At this point, we believe this is rogue doctors and staff. And so we've asked the the university to institute a moratorium, and we gave them until until today to respond. So we're awaiting a response, and we believe we'll get one. We're hopeful that there will be a moratorium where they're not harming kids moving forward and give us a chance to conduct the investigation. So then after that, what's you're just – investigating and trying to get to the bottom of some of the questions after that for for the next few months? Well, yeah. I mean, look, we've we've got an investigation we've got to conduct, but we're ready to go to court on this. I mean, there there is a criminal aspect. There's a civil aspect. There's a juvenile court aspect. We're going to marshal all state resources that, that we need in those kind of three categories of law to make sure that we're protecting children. And and I would think that the institution would want to do that as well. I mean, look, again, I don't know how you acknowledge the seriousness of the allegations and agree that there needs to be an investigation and then not agree to a moratorium. So we're hopeful that the institution will make the right decision here and, and put a stop to this while we look into it and make sure that the proper control and safety measures are in place. There, there's a spokesperson for our mayor, Tashara Jones. His name is Nick Dunn, who tweeted this out four days ago. You can't tell me as the state legislature is considering a bill to strip kids of life-saving gender-affirming care that there's suddenly, he put that word in quotes, a whistleblower complaint about the region's largest provider that administrators that administrates rather those exact services. Now, I've seen this a lot from people on the left doubting whether or not some of the allegations here are true. And obviously that's part of the investigation. But look, she brought receipts, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the whistleblower is credible because her political ideology w- would support the kind of treatment, but not when it starts to harm kids. She cares more about the kids than the ideology. And so that, that there is veracity in the allegations, and that's enough to start the investigation. And we'll see where it leads. But I'll tell you this. If kids are being harmed, we're going to put a stop to them. We're going to use every tool at our resource, every resource at our disposal to make sure we're protecting kids. Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General of Missouri, keep us posted. This is a big case. Obviously, it's getting national attention. And I wish you luck at trying to find out some real answers here to what is a child abuse scandal. Andrew, thanks again. Hey, thanks, Mark. We're on it. We're going to stay on it. All right. Take care. Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.